welcome back to the Cover Chats podcast. If you're new here, hi, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Molly, your podcast host, so welcome. A little bit of an introduction into what I want Cover Chats to be a platform about. I want it to feel as if you're going for a coffee or a drink with a friend, and when you tend to do that, you talk about a funny memory with each other, you have a laugh, you're seeking advice, maybe something traumatic's happened um, and you're just in need of that little bit of comfort and wholesome chat with a friend. So yeah, that's kind of what I want this podcast to be about. So let's get into this week's episode. It's time for Cuppa Chats. Let's do this. society likes to put its two pennies worth into everyone's situations whether that's relationships career body image and even to the extreme of your personal beliefs and identity now i've known the next guest for a very long time i've known him pre coming out and post and most recently been there for him to fully reconstruct himself into the new person he wants to show the world rather than feeding into the stereotypical persona so Ed, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Um, if you just want to introduce yourself and either speak about like the first how we know each other, like the first time we met, or one of your favourite memories of us. Oh, okay. So obviously my name's Edward, Ed, Eddie, um, and I've known Molly for scarily nearly 20 years. Yeah, man. We met at, I think about around six years old Yeah. Um, at a drama club in Timperley. Um, and we did that for like six years. See, I did. I did it. A, you did it a lot longer I than me. More, I did about nearly ten years. You know. Yeah, you did it a lot longer than Mad. me. Um, and we had so many funny memories together um, during our time there. And I left. You did. I left at about eleven, twelve years old because I only got given six lines. <laughs> it was the most iconic yeah. thing ever i got given six lines in a show and bearing in mind before this i'd played like michael banks in mary poppins we'd yeah. had some quite main parts edward was like the main dog yeah usually. yeah so i got given that and i left two hours before the matinee performance <laughs> <laughs> literally no warning just just yes, sent an email it's gone i just sent an email and said you can give my six lines to somebody else i'm off Divvy them out between the rest of the yeah, last boys. Yeah, divvy them out and I am out of here. <laughs> so that was, we had some really good times there, some we really, did. really good memories. We and we carried on seeing each other through Act, Act, Act. Yes, we did. We did have that Act, Act, Act um, on the school holidays, yeah. which was also very fun. Very fun. And then I think as I I got older, like 13, 14, I stopped doing that. You carried on. Um, And then the current place I work now, I was just, um, I was a host at the time on the desk. And um, I remember my manager saying, I've got a girl in for an interview later. Guys, this was the maddest thing. It was crazy. Like, you couldn't write it. And I was on my lunch at the time when Molly arrived. So I came back down to the desk um, and I was just like typing away. And then I could hear my manager talking to this girl and I was like, thinking like, hang on a minute. And then... And just before that, I'd been yeah. upstairs with the manager at the time saying, oh, is there anyone here I could speak to potentially about this role that's in this role currently? And she goes, oh yeah, Edward should be back off his dinner. 
obviously, I don't know about that many Edwards in my life, but yeah. my mind went straight away to, it can't be. It cannot <laughs> be the Edward I'm thinking of. I come down the stairs. I turn around, our eyes <laughs> greet, and we were both like, oh my God. Literally, we both was like... And our manager was like, um, do you two know each other? We're like, know each other. We're like, we've known each other for years. And she was like, perfect. So this from is going to be the dream team. From that team. point, you have got the job. <laughs> and then we were known as the dream team of we were the building. Dream, literally the literal dream team. The dream team. It we, was so amazing to work with you, to be fair. I actually looked forward to coming into work Same, every day. 100%. Like, I actually looked forward to coming into work and no matter what, like we had some bad days, some good days because at the time... We had some bad days and stuff, but like... Like you were about to say, probably at the time we were running this yeah. building while it was during construction. Yeah, COVID. Had co- COVID. Construction, COVID, and a few members of businesses. Like, yeah. In there. We had like what, three or four businesses? Yeah. Bearing in mind, like the site is now run by like hosts <laughs> and like facilities like 25, and 25 at the time, four. And two, four of, two of them were us. So. It was very stressful, but we got through it together. But and... we never had, like, a bad time together. No, it never. It was never us going against never each other. Never, like, and I know people can fall out in work and stuff, but we never had that. We never did. Like, if it was stress, we'd just tell each other. Yeah, But we had so, so nice. many funny memories. We bonded <laughs> with every contractor. We did. Every, like, we got really close with the team, and we just basically, like, that building could get left, and we ran it. And everyone knew if everyone we needed anything. knew who to bring, yeah. who to go to. And we had people awesome. coming to us for a rise of key one day, <laughs> and a deep chat about the love life of next. <laughs> you couldn't it divvy it amazing. up. It was amazing. It they were some of the best memories. It was one of my yeah. best times so far I'm like... In my working life, yeah, you know, we had like, some it fantastic was what laughs. I needed, yeah, especially during that time, like, yeah, so so good. And we still speak to a lot of the team now. Yeah. We still see them on nights out, and I think the place yeah. where we work, it was so unique in a way that everyone had to get close. And yeah. honestly, we were like one little family yeah, at work. We were hundred percent. And now I'm not there anymore. You're not there. I still feel that. Prime example, you came out the other night with I us did, yeah. on our Christmas party, yeah. and it was like you didn't, it was like you've like never I've been away. Been there, yeah, I walk in there still, and it feels like home. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, "Hi, Molly." Like, Even the customers yeah. come and speak chat, and it is like it's so like one family. But yeah, that that was our little friendship story. That's how we. I love it. So over much. the years, we've had many different memories, many we different have. challenges that we've we had together. But but today we're not here to talk about no. us. Talk about our friendship. We could go into that all day. Um. I want to start at the beginning of your journey. Yeah. So as I was talking about, we're going to talk today about how feeding into that stereotypical gay persona was starting, mm-hmm. starting to make you unhappy. So let's start at the beginning of yeah. your journey for you. Um, how you came out, how was the response? Like, let's talk about that. Okay. Yeah. I always remember from when I was about eight years old, Yeah. feeling like, not to say something was different, but... I liked other other genders. I don't okay. know, but like it was like school, and everyone would like you know everyone would get married in the playground, and 100%. let's say Jack would get married to Leah. <laughs> Jack would get married to Gabby, um, and they'd have like that pretend marriage, and the, everyone would go out with a, a different person they every used day. To be so wild, so wild. Different <laughs> couples every day. You do that pretend ceremony in the playground, and I always think um, remember thinking like, well, I want to get married to let's say Billy. Okay. 
And I remember thinking like, oh, well, I, I'd like to get married to Billy. And I always remember having that, that thing in the back of my head, even from that young. And then obviously like I went through, changed school, like obviously finished puberty. primary school. Yeah, went through puberty, went to secondary school. And then I sort of suppressed it for a bit. And then obviously at school, I was, I was always quite like camping away. And, you know, you could tell, probably tell that I was gay, but not f- like from me, even just the way I act. Um, and then obviously school starts and high school's when every insecurity you've ever had will get pointed out to oh, you. 100%, 100%. That's where, like, it can start. And it kids can be cruel. Awful. Kids awful. are the worst. Awful. Honestly, kids there's no filter. So, no. And they'll pick any insecurity and they'll use it against you. 100%. And um, instantly that started, I had, you know, nicknames and they'd say, oh, you know gay or whatever and I thought well if that's being used as an insult why would I want to express my feelings and in okay. my year and in the school that I was at and I, I didn't know anybody else that was gay so okay. there was nobody else like you felt it was just you against just the world. me against the world and um yeah I had them insults you know gay this that the other and I was like well I'm not gonna why would I open up myself to these people yeah. who are gonna ridicule you and I thought it was an insult and then as the years went on and like I got to like 14, 15 and I started to get older, I realised, oh, I actually, I, I actually am gay. Um, and I used to remember like I'd look in the mirror and I'd cry and I'd be like, God, I'm like, I'm not gay, I'm not gay. Because people would say it in school yeah. and it wasn't like it was relentless bullying, but obviously everyone, everyone has, well, what you'd say, banter in school. That was used, that was the first thing people would use. So I was like, well, I'm not going to admit it, I'm not going to say it. So No, because then you would have probably felt like they'd won. oh they'd won and that would just I, I thought if I come out and tell everyone that's the, the response I'm going to get from everybody do you know what I mean because yeah. even even the, at the time the friends in the in abbreviated commas yeah. I had at school would say it as well so I'm like, well I can't even say it to them yeah you felt like you had no one no one even in your support no. bubble to be like guys keep it hush hush but then again does anyone keep anything hush hush at school? No, so no. you would you actually probably felt better to just go, I'm gonna keep this keep in the myself. closet. Yeah. Um I... and hold it back until I'm out of this yeah. toxicity. And there was no one else, like I said, no one else I could talk to and be like, Oh listen, I know you've been through this. So yeah. probably because everyone used to get picked on. Everyone used that was the first insult guys uses. That's gay. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. bent. So why, why would I want to... Why are you crying? That's Exactly. Gay. Exactly. Like, no, I'm just showing emotion, hon. Like. Exactly. <laughs> so why would I want to open myself up yeah. and admit that? So let's, obviously, let's go at 15. And then I got a Saturday job at um, a beauty salon in Hale. Just obviously like washing hair to get some money in. So I wanted to ask you actually about this. So when you went into that, mm-hmm. did you actually want to go into it? Or was it just a job that you picked up at first when you were 15 earning some money when i was 15 my mum and grandma were like it's really easy to get a saturday job in like a hair salon because okay. all we need is someone to wash hair and it yeah. was like i think i was getting like 30 quid for the day which, which at the time back in the day covered the 247 <laughs> bus to the traffic center and my mackies that i wanted so true. and i had change left over also you could go to the cinema get sweets yeah. and get home with that and i'd get tips like one pound for me um because like, I used to, all the old ladies loved me. <laughs> so I used to get like my little tips and stuff. And that could, that could be for, for the weekend. It's great. Um, so I just went there and I just walked around a few salons. And obviously this salon said, ran back and said, perfect, you can start this Saturday. Yeah. So I went in and obviously Simon, who worked there at the time, he was he was gay. Yeah. So we, and they, that's the first thing they said to me. As soon as I walked in, they were like, oh, after a few days, they were like, oh, are you gay? And so I was, what, was you, what did you do? I was like, oh, no. No, I'm not. And they're like, oh, okay. 
they didn't like press it but i think they probably knew deep down so um did that for about a year still never came out okay. so this was, I think it was about 16 at this time and then Simon had moved away and gone to live in Benidorm met this man and married him so we were going out to see him yeah so on the way over and I'd been like down and we can touch on this more in a bit I'd been like quite down about it for a bit and like I really wanted to like start be my authentic self in a yeah. way and start like you know because at the time because when everyone starts getting in relationships you start exploring yeah um and I Marty wanted to do is... yeah exactly um, and I wanted to do that. And then on the plane to Benidorm, I thought, right, I'm going to soften the blow here and I'm going to come out as bi. Okay. So on the plane to Benidorm, I just said to everyone, I said, listen, I've got something to tell you all. I said, I'm actually bi. And they were like, all right, okay, cool, like, fine. And I said, I'm 70% guys, 30% girls. <laughs> I don't know why I gave that number, but I just thought that'll go. So, <laughs> so I did that. Um, and we went to Benidorm and then joined the trip. Hang on a minute, did you tell your parents that? No. Okay. Not at this point, This no. was just the people you were with? This was okay. just people I was with. So, told them and then later on the holiday I came out as gay. Okay. Told my best friends when I came, my best friends at the time when I came back and they were all like, cool, that this is great. And I didn't tell my mum for, I want to say another like nine months. Really? Yeah, I hid it from her. Why do you think that was? I honestly don't know. I felt like, I thought, I'd get thrown out because this happens which yeah. is awful and I would never wish that in front of anybody but it does happen people yeah. don't like it yeah. people turn against you and I thought oh my god everyone's gonna turn against me but once I told them and I told my friends and they were like this is fine like it's totally okay yeah. but it did, t- it did take me a lot longer to tell my mum and dad was yeah. it more your mum or your dad you were worried about my dad 100% my dad I don't know why but it was, oh, it was my dad is it like a male the male thing yeah, and I think, I think when a guy has a son, typically in my head, I thought they always wanted to play football. That's what I was thinking. Always be a lad. They can't wait for the first time to bring a girl yeah, home yeah. and all this Have stuff. Have that conversation with him yeah. about what to do. Boxing, football. Let's yeah. go for a pint. Yeah. And I never had. I never had that with my dad because obviously I'm not into football. Yeah. I don't like boxing. <laughs> um, and I thought, God, he's gonna be so disappointed. Like he's gonna absolutely hate me, yeah. which obviously he never did. No. Um. But yeah, it took a lot of courage to tell my mum and dad. And I remember the time it happened, I was with one of my friends at the time, and we was at the Trafford Centre. And I was like, I need to tell them, I need to tell them, I need to tell them. And she was like, right, just send the text today. Like, just send the text tonight. And I was like, no, I can't, like, I'm too nervous. And she literally was like, no, just send the text tonight. So I remember we stood outside um, one of the food courts, and I literally just said the text, and I just said, I've got something to tell you. And she replied, she's like, what is it? She was like, you're going to be late home for tea. <laughs> and I was like... Tea on I was like, it's a bit, bit bigger than that. Um, and she just said to me, like, what is it? You can tell me anything. And I just said, I'm gay. Oh. Yeah. And she was just like... What did she say? She just said, like, uh, okay, no worries. Like, like okay, no, no problem. worries. Okay, no worries. Like, we can talk about this when you're home. So, like, obviously in person. Yeah. And then I just got home and she was just like, well, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. And then I made her tell my dad. Okay. Yeah, I made her tell my dad but when I wasn't in. You'd have one in? <laughs> no, I wasn't in. I oh, was like, make in. sure I'm not in the house. <laughs> so, did your dad then have a conversation with you? Still did he still... ever pull you to the side after your mum obviously telling him or? What's weird is still to this day we've never had that conversation. Have you not? Never. Would ever. you like to have that conversation? Um, I would, but my dad's not really, he's good with his emotions, but he's not. So yeah. he'd probably just be like, it's all right, you know. Yeah. That's it. That's it done. Yeah, he's like, I don't really want to fully go into yeah. it. I want to show him that. 
Yeah. I'm there for him, but I don't want to go too deep into the emotional yeah. side. And I think, which obviously ties into what we're going to talk about, is that he'd show stuff in different ways. Yeah. Like he built, at the time, a makeup desk and a mirror, and he put that up for me and built all that. And I think that's that, that's his, his way. way of showing... Yeah. Ed, look, I'm doing this for you. Rather than going to the conversation with me. So I yeah. think that's his way of being like, I'm okay with Actions it. I love you. Actions speak louder to words yeah. than words to But him. I don't think he'd know how to talk about it with me. Yeah. In case he said the wrong thing or, you know, he upset me in a way. So I think that's him being like, I'm okay with it. I'll do this. Because I don't think because at the time what you were doing said that that's my, I'm okay. And my mum's totally fine. She asked me if I've got boyfriends, but my dad never does. And I don't think that's in a way malicious. I no, just think that's I just, don't that's just not him asking. Yeah. That's just when I tell him, I'll tell him. Well, it's like my stepdad wouldn't be like, have yeah. you got a boyfriend yet? Yeah. Oh, my mum doesn't go, have you got a boyfriend yet? Yeah. Like, and my mum will just say, like, oh, are you dating anyone? And I like, think it's just a very much like, they know when I'm ready. Yeah. But if I brought Same somebody home and was yeah. like, I've been seeing this guy for a bit and this is the person I'm seeing, they'd yeah. be like, fine. Like, well, cool, like, come on in. So you said then that you first announced yourself as bi. Mm hmm. Um, when still working at that beauty salon, beauty yeah. Salon. What led you? Did you have any conversations with anyone? Was there anyone there that you were speaking to for you to be like, "Oh, this is actually okay"? Because obviously, you've just been at school where you've gone. I need to hide this. Yes, yeah. I'm hiding it. I'm hiding it. I've got no one around me who's the same. We're not. We're not saying this to anyone. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be used as an insult? But you've then moved on to the next stage, working at this beauty salon. And you've all of a sudden feel uncomfortable to say, I'm bi, and then yeah. going to saying that you're gay. Was there something in there that triggered you to be like, this is actually okay? I think, obviously, at school, everyone uses it as an insult. And then at school, that's the only thing you see. You yeah. go to school, you go home. You go to school, you go home. Yeah. You don't, And you see, you spend time with your friends out, outside of it. Yeah. When you leave school and you start, like, actually, like, becoming an adult. Um, and I went to that the beauty salon, and I saw, obviously, the reaction that the guy got who was working there. And everyone was fine with him. Not one person threw an insult at him. Yeah. And we had like, you know, seven child women who you think would be like, oh God, this is awful. Love him. Everyone loved him. And I think that was like, this is actually okay. Yeah. Like, this is actually... It's like a bit of a safety blanket for you to yeah. be like, I'll be accepted here. Yeah. And that was like another little family to me. I mean, I still speak to some of the people today. Um, and that was like, obviously when I was 15. So that was like another home. So I was like, when I came out and they were all like, what came out was obviously by, they were all like, this is fine. I was like, well, this is another little safety net. And I think you, you do little, like, little journeys and you take little steps. You do, yeah. Because it is really hard. Coming out is really hard because you have so many demons in your head. It is, one of the, it is probably the toughest thing I've probably ever done. But once I'd spoke to them and come out as bi, I was like, well, they've accepted that. So, and literally a few days later, I said, I'm gay. And they were like, well, we knew anyway. But yeah. yeah. So I think it's soft when they're blown. It just made me feel like, well, this is okay because everyone loved him. So I thought, well, everyone will love me too. So did you feel this release once you told them, friends and now family? Yeah. So when I told them, that was like one set of bricks off my shoulders. Yeah. Telling my friends was like another set of bricks off my shoulders. And then when I told my family and they accepted it, that was like, oh my God, like I feel so, I feel like a different person. Oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> so moving on from there, uh-huh. you, um, you've you now accepted that you're gay. Um, your People around you are supporting you. Um, did you still 
think you were showing your most authentic self though was there something niggling was there maybe society's pressures that were making you act in certain ways or like were you feeling completely confident in yourself now i was feeling confident at that place so i left that place i went to another beauty salon because they got to offer me a better opportunity yeah and this was a totally different salon okay. this salon was like very glitzy very glam yeah it was like quite a high profile salon in the area and then things started to to change and i sort of started to change myself to try and fit in with how the people were there okay so like my boss at the time was very glamorous you know she was on a tv show it was like very glitz and glam like the the um the people that were gay that she was hanging around with with all like makeups and handbag and jewelry and everything was so over the top yeah and i was like and then they were sort of like introducing that to me so i was doing that to try and fit in with them and i thought well no like this is how how it needs to be and this is how i need to be to sort of be be somebody in a way but i never felt confident doing it i never liked doing it and that because obviously that wasn't authentic to myself but i was like well I've started it now and I'm known with this group as being this glam OTT person and even with like the friends that I made after this yeah if he introduced me to people they'd be like oh my god wait till you meet Edward he's so over the top like the makeup the bags he's always dressed up like he's so OTT you'll love him and I was like well I've got to fit in with this character because if I'm if I'm not this people will be disappointed and it was weird so I felt like I had to live up to that image that everyone had sort of like in a way big me up to be like this big OTT person with the yeah. bags and the makeup and the hair and the clothes. So I feel like I wasn't living my authentic self because I was doing this to try and please other people okay. in a weird sort of way. But I never felt confident doing it. I never liked doing it. And I remember like dreading having to get ready because I just was like, I just want to wear jeans and a t-shirt that I've got to put on, you know, sometimes six inch heels, four layers of makeup. And a woman's blazer, and then everyone would be like, "Oh my god!" Like, let's get a picture. Do you know what I mean? Everyone would be like, "What?" And me on their Snapchat story and Instagram story because I was so out there. And how did that make you feel? It was so weird because it was like, did you feel like you were kind of masked? Yeah, yeah. I felt like I was masked, and I felt like some people were just using me just to be like, "I've got a gay best friend." Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And yeah. um, so I just like picking up, and they'd bring up to friends, and I just have to put on this face all the time like live behind a mask and I dread it yeah I dread it so that kind of I didn't realize actually that that was kind of forced upon you I thought you thought that because you were in that world at that time like the beauty world that oh yeah this is normal so I'll get it done I didn't realize that you, yeah it some was people were like oh but like bags it, yeah it's like clothes. it was like in a way it was like They'd be like, oh, like, you know, look at this bag. I think it'd really suit you. So I'd be like, oh, yeah, it will. And then I was like, no, this is... And then everyone who I met was like, was that was very feminine. So I was like, well, this is the way that I need to... Like, this is the way fan. that gays are. This is the way it needs to be. Because they're the only people I knew. And the more people I met, the more femme they got, yeah. in, a, in a way. So it was like, no, this is the way I need to be. And this is the way I need to dress. So you carried that, Edward, for years. Yeah, from about 17 till, well, 20... 24 yeah because it's only very, very recently. recently yeah but in that time how long do you think that you wanted to be like guys this isn't me i think because i was so used to it in a way it, it sort of became 
numb to me, like numb in a way, like, oh, this is just me. And then it wasn't until, oh, I'd probably say, and you'll remember this, I think it was like January 2021. Okay. I came to you and I was like, oh, I want some, I want some fashion advice. Oh, yes. And I remember being like, well, obviously Molly dresses so well. Um, so I was like, and I was showing her more, I think probably subconsciously show you more and more male stuff. And I'd be like, yeah. how, how would I style this? And how yeah, would I style yeah, that? Because at the time, everything, everything was always women's. I'd only really buy women's clothes. Um, how would I style this? And that was subconsciously the first start, like the first small steps I'd take. And I would wear more yeah. masculine clothes. I'd wear more male clothes, but I'd throw a bag and a bit of makeup on with it. So yeah. I was like sort of slowly trying to transition out there. Um, obviously I go to the gym and I was like trying to bulk up a little bit more mm-hmm. and like slowly but surely I was trying to like subconsciously see in a way see if people would notice and no one really did which is a good thing so I was like oh well, this is good because this, this makes it easier for like, me like you can have the best of both worlds yeah like I can work on who I actually want to be yeah. while still showing everyone that oh no I'm still the gay best friend yeah. or that wears the makeup and this that and the other and from your point I wonder if you did you think, like, why is he asking me this when I asked you? No, never. Really? Because I just always... Like, I love it when people ask me for help, mm-hmm. like, on what they want to wear and how they want to express themselves. So I just thought you wanted to express, like, a, diff- a yeah. different way of fashion. And I remember actually saying, oh, I followed this guy who's got really cool style. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Um because what you were showing me was quite similar. And yeah. I was like, the wide pants and this, that and the other. Yeah. But I do actually remember um, a time when we were when we were working together yeah. so closely. And you came in in wide pants, wide jeans. Yeah. And I thought, this is, this yeah. is different for us. Uh-huh. But then the next day you came in, you didn't have them on because people were taking the piss. Yeah, I remember that, I remember that. They were like, oh, look at Andrew's wife. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Next day, you were straight back into skinnies. Yeah, I've been them after that. I remember that. So I guess one of my questions now is, transitioning from the beauty world Mm -hmm. to... Corporate. Corporate property-esque world that we were then in. How did you find that? Um, I did. I was very nervous because obviously you associate the corporate world with like businessmen in suits and yeah. art the place we worked at is, isn't like that no. everyone's very accepting luckily and everyone is so loving and caring it is like a family there um but i was nervous um but then when i saw the reaction was okay and the people were very warm and caring i was like oh well this is okay yeah. but like you just said when i wore them white pants and they weren't taking the, the piss bullying because no. we get on with them all. But they were like, oh, this is different. Like, who's this? Like, yeah. what are you doing with That's these? That's the one time I noticed yeah. the difference in the work stuff. Because you, in that role, and like even in your role now, you dress bl- like blazer, yeah. t-shirt, jeans. Like... My standard. <laughs> blazer, but, t-shirt and jeans. But did that make you feel like, oh, yeah, like, I feel good, just love wearing this for work. Yeah, and I felt really good. And then, obviously, when I came in and everyone was so used to probably skinny, see me in skinny jeans, they were like, oh, God, who's this? And I was like, in my head, I was like, guys, I'm just trying to change my fashion. Yeah. <laughs> like, leave me alone. Yeah. But they weren't doing it, obviously, malice. They were just doing it because they just, first time they seen me, but I was like, well, I've got to, I'm just changing back. Just can't bother with their comments and the hassle. So, 
you've said that, but you obviously, you had your nails always done. Always done, yeah. And like we said at the beginning, we had builders, we had contractors, we had so many different types of people in that building at the start. And builders naturally have a representation of what they want to yeah. say. The Jack the like, Lad. Jack the Lad. Or Pub on a Friday know, night. Literal <laughs> classics. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to look at her bum while she goes and gets yeah. her keys. God, yeah. we've had it all, haven't we? We have. Um, how did you feel with them? Did you feel like you were ever putting on a facade? A bit yeah. of a show? Yeah. So I felt like the contractors that we knew, yeah. I could be really comfortable with. Um, and then the other ones, I would like, you know, hide my hands and, you know, like try and put them where they couldn't see them. Because like, I, you, you saw the nudges, the little yeah. indirect stares and stuff. Yeah. And I'm a very confident person in myself where I'm like, I'm quite a bullshit person. Yeah. Like, if I think it, I'll say it. So I would like, if I noticed something, I would I would always be like, I'd pull someone up on it. But it was that just like, I'm putting on this image and I'm actually like, at the time, so self-conscious. Yeah. Like, why am I putting on this? this image to people that I am this glamorous person that, like, you know, doesn't give a damn. Mm. Well, in a way I didn't, but then in a way I did because I was like, I was like self-conscious about the nails and like, I'd want to hide them. And then that stuff like that was just making me think like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm not, okay. I'm doing it for, I'm like putting these on so everyone else can, because, and you were there, like you've seen different customers were coming be like, oh my God, what nails have you got on this week? And yeah. if I didn't have them done or they were chipped, they were like, God, that's not like you. Yeah. Like you're slacking. I know exactly who you're thinking of. Yeah, 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 <laughs> God. Um, yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> and that, well, I was like, well, I've got, I've got to keep this up because I've got to keep people happy. And I've, and if not, you saw the reaction. Oh God, like yeah. that's not like you. Yeah. So it'd be like, well, I can't, I can't be like this. I've got to always make sure I have them done. So did you even feel that with like friends and stuff? Did you start to feel like yeah, you were fit. just putting it on and you were still wearing those clothes and this, that and the other and having your nails done and the makeup because you're like, everyone expects this of me, but yeah. I hate it for myself. Yeah. Even my friends would be like, what, what, like, let's see your nails this week. So I'd be like, I'm even having to do that for them. Not all friends, but some of them. Um, so I just felt like I'm just li- literally like putting myself on for everybody else and not for me. So what was the trigger? What was the no... I need to. I need to be me now. Have you? Did you have any conversations with anyone? Because obviously, you were going to the gym. You were wanting yeah. to bulk. Surely that was then. Because I'm not gonna lie, you have been bulking. I have. Thank you. I have. Um, was there a point where you were like, "Shit, I can't even fit into these clothes anymore"? Yeah. Or I don't. I'm. I'm a masculine figure now. I'm not femme, as people want to say. Mm-hmm. Um. I just want to be me. So I felt like as well with the gym, I wanted to, I wanted to bulk, but then I was like, well, you can't have someone with muscly arms in a <laughs> fishnet t-shirt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I was like, bulking and not because I was like, well, it won't fit into the image that I'm, that I'm portraying, that yeah. I'm this glamorous, twinky person. Yeah. If you want to set it aside. Do you know what I mean? If you want to use that. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know what it was, but I was just like, I was... I was had this thing at the back of my mind. I felt like I had these these weights on my shoulders, but I couldn't pin. I was like at the time I couldn't pinpoint what it was, and I was like going through things, and I was like, you know, great if I got good friends, good job, good work, great family, and I was like, it's the image that I'm putting on, and something just clicked in me, and I was actually at the gym at the time, and I was like having this conversation, um, and I was just like, you know what, like I'm gonna start living my authentic self, like why am I putting on this image for everybody else? And something just clicked in me and I was like, I want to bulk, I want to do this, I want to dress for me. And I literally went home after that gym session, 
got rid of all my clothes. Okay. And I felt like I had to um, tell everybody again what I was doing. So did you feel like you were coming out again? Literally felt like I was... Well, I told everybody. I told you. Yeah, you did. I sat you down. You sat me down. sat you down. I sat um, Dan, who we also worked with, down. Yeah. Sat my mum down. Sat my dad down. And I sent the same text to each friend. And this, when I was, like, been in the clothes, I was, like, I felt like a release. Oh. And I started buying more stuff for me and dressing more the way I want to dress. And I just felt, like, so confident. I didn't feel like I was living a lie. I just felt like I was being me and I could go out and be the person I wanted to be. And people have noticed a difference in me, but I literally sent the same text to everything. It was like, hi, just thought I'd let you know that I'm um, I'm starting to do more things for me and I want to bulk more in the gym and I want to dress how I want to dress and I'm not going to wear the makeup anymore and I'm not going to have my nails done anymore and I'm not going to use bags anymore, but I just wanted to let you know. And I, I, I don't know why in my head <laughs> I felt like I had to get acceptance again from the friends and my friends and family. But literally everyone was like, Edward, do what you want. Like, we love you for you. Like, what's inside, not what you put on the exterior. Like, we love you for what's inside. And I just, I feel like I've changed so much. And I feel like I am now um, happy. Yeah. You know, dressing how I want to dress. Obviously, everyone has demons in the head. And I've yeah. still got them, which I need to work through. But you, you're, you've known me for years. I have. And how, like you've even said that you've noticed such a change. I mean, even your mum said it. Well, I was literally just about to say, um, Edward came around a couple of weeks ago, and um, when he'd left, my mum was literally like, "Wow, yeah, that is like the best I've seen Ed look." Yeah, like he not even like how he was dressed or anything. She could just tell from like inside that you were genuinely happy. Yeah. Which is really, really, it's really nice good. To hear. Yeah, and I feel it myself. And when other people are saying it, I'm like, well, this is my true, authentic self. And looking back, do I think I don't even wish I'd done it sooner because I feel like I've gone on this journey and learnt these things and had these like these thoughts, and it's made me the person I am today. Because I wouldn't have gone through all this if I'd done yeah. it sooner. And this is part of my journey, and now it's like another little part of the journey. It's a little chapter in the book. I was gonna say, is there anything that you would change? No. Probably not now, because I feel like if I'd done it sooner, I wouldn't have had the life experiences I've had. And it's, I feel like everyone's life is mapped out in a way perfectly, and this is just the way that my my chapter's been mapped out. So, there's one person I want to bring into this. Yeah. You were very, very close with your granddad. Yeah, really very close. close. Yeah. Um, is If you could change anything, would there be anything to change potentially with him? Do you wish you'd told him? Yeah, I, I do wish I'd told him. I never told him. Um, and Did I re- you know at that point in your life as well? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he died when I was like 19. Okay. So, obviously, I came out like 16 for mum and dad. And I think deep down, he always knew. But yeah. me and him had such a special bond. He was like, obviously, I've got his, I've got his name his name tattooed on me. And we were so close. So, so close. Um, and obviously, I don't really talk about my granddad a lot because it is a really sensitive subject. Yeah. Um, but I do wish I told him and I know that he would have just accepted it and been there and he wouldn't have cared. He wasn't that sort of person to have cared. But the one thing I probably wish is if I had come up to him at the time I was doing all the makeup, I wish he'd seen this side of me, oh. like how I dress now and going to the gym and stuff. Because we used to always go swimming together. Yeah, I remember that actually. Yeah, and he'd always be, like, be encouraging me to do push-ups and stuff, push-ups on the windowsill <laughs> and stuff. And at the time I was like, no, I don't want to do that. But now... <laughs> I wish that he'd seen this side because I know. And he's watching somewhere 
But I wish he'd seen this side because I know how proud he'd be of me. He is proud of you. Yeah, he is. And do you, do you like feel that he's there with you? Oh on yeah. This transition. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I always think of him, and like I've got all these medals and stuff on my bed. I and I know, I know he he's so proud of me. How I am today, yeah. He's your little angel. He is. He's he is there. my best friend. <laughs> um. So how do you feel now? Do you feel like you are your most like authentic self? I do. I feel so happy and, you know, I'm dressing how I want to dress and going out and being who I want to be, um, doing well in work, doing well in the gym. And I feel like I'm really excited for, you know, a new year and to just continue this journey on and get to the point I want to get to. Um, and yeah, I am really, really happy. I've got my goals for next year set aside. So yeah, I'm really happy. So if there's someone potentially listening to this podcast today, going through maybe something similar, struggling with their identity or feeling a bit trapped, if you could have someone like yourself right Mm -hmm. now to give you one piece of advice, what would that one piece of advice be that you give to people? I would I would say, if there's anyone listening that's, you know, thinking about coming out or I would just say, do it. You know, you get one shot at life and just be your authentic self because there's no point in putting on an image for people. You need to do it for you. And like I, I look back at pictures now of me six months ago and I don't recognise the person wow. that I was. I don't even like looking back at them, them pictures. Really? Deleted them all from my phone. So don't be that person. Be that person yeah. where you can just... Be you, be true to yourself, you get one shot at life and just live your authentic best life. That would be my advice. Love that. And last but not least, what is next for Ed? What's What's next next? for Ed is obviously we're going to go into a new year. So I want to progress in work, hopefully get a a little cheeky progression next year. Um, (laughs) I'd like to ideally move out next year into my own little place. I would love to meet somebody. And just continue doing what I'm doing. Continue being my authentic self. Continue being happy. And work on them little demons that are also in my head. Get them out the way in 2024. But apart from that, just be me. Love it so (laughs) much. And you know what? Now that you are being your most true self, that will show. And you'll start to gravitate people that love you for you. Especially guys yeah um and they'll all come running yeah if you're out there (laughs) please come running (laughs) i need someone dm me and i'll pass you over his instagram (laughs) handle well no thank you so much no thank you that conversation Um, and i hope it helps even just one of the little listeners if it helps one person the job's done exactly it's a yeah. tick in the book yeah. 100% so thank you so much no, thank for you you're welcome your story. and thank you everyone for listening um yeah we'll catch you again next week take care bye bye